I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot it doesn't have all these feelings and these layers of guilt behind it it was a thoughtful choice and this can sound like a lot of work or it takes a lot of time, but you can get really used to just doing it for everything. Like even before I go to eat, sometimes I'll hear um, when I say what would feel most supportive right now, it's like, oh, actually you need fresh air first. Actually, you need to stand up and shake your body out for a minute. Actually, you don't, you can't eat this at your desk today. Do you hear the difference? First of all, the difference is it comes from within. It comes from, I hear a little voice or sometimes I see something or I'll just get a word or a message or a phrase. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and thank you for tuning in to the Your Own Magic podcast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm thankful to be with you right now. Maybe we're walking in nature or Perhaps we're taking a drive or practicing yoga or drawing some art, whatever, whatever it is you're doing. Just thankful to be with you, to be guided into your life for whatever reason at this time. And I have an inkling of a feeling that you tuned into this specific podcast for some cosmic reason <laughs> to deliver a message that you may have needed to hear by me or most likely by our very inspirational guest, Robin Euclid, who, by the way, I just, I really loved interviewing her. She, she has this fiery pitta energy. You can hear it. You can feel it. It's like she lights up your spirit along with her high vibing energy, which honestly, those are the type of people I like to surround myself with. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll feel her magnetic light, but I really hope that you take away some of her nuggets as she talks about all of her messes that have now turned into her message that she's spreading around the world and 
how her passion has now become her mission. And she is now helping thousands of people heal their gut and tune deeply into their intuitive gut instinct so that we may fully be guided by what our gut tells us, what our body, our soul is telling us to do in every moment from what we eat, what we put in our body, to how we live, how we walk this earth. And something that I've also grown passionate about too for <laughs> for the fact that I have had many moments of where my mess was with battling physical gut issues on and off for years, which ultimately became more of an emotional battle that actually helped me hear my gut intuitive instincts more deeply. So I'm actually quite grateful for them because honestly, I finally conquered it when I was really able to face what was really, really going on within. And that's what Robin predominantly talks about in today's podcast, as that is really her specialty. In fact, she's written three amazing books for our gut health, such as Go With Your Gut, The Insider's Guide to Banishing the Bloat with 75 Digestion-Friendly Recipes, along with Reset Your Gut, and thin from within the go with your gut way to lose weight which are all part guidebooks and part cookbooks with recipes to help us dive deeper into listening to our bodies and release the weight by listening within and also choosing more gut friendly recipes and finally thrive in this beautiful human suit that we have been gifted just by listening within Robin is also a health coach, an internationally renowned speaker, leading expert in holistic digestive issues. She's helped thousands of clients shed both physical and emotional weight with her coaching practice, Your Healthiest You. She's also been featured on shows, some you may have heard of, The View, The Today Show, E! News, The Cooking Channel, and much more, along with acting as a consultant for brands like Grubhub to help guide these companies to optimize the health of their employees and customers. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> Plus she's a mama on top of all that with her adorable baby girl that you should go look at on her Instagram because she's so cute. You'll hear her mention her baby girl in the beginning of the show. But before we get into it, I want to announce and congratulate the winners of last week's giveaway where I randomly just selected a few of the Yomis who submitted a written review for this giveaway. And so, I'm sending last week's guest, Sakara Life's new plant-based book, Eat Clean, Play Dirty, to Katrina Ladane and Elizabeth Shray. <laughs> Yay! So appreciate your podcast reviews. Thank you so much for submitting, and I hope you enjoy the cookbook. I also might as well make you the yummy review of the week on top of it. So Elizabeth says, I've been listening for quite some time, and while I bounce back and forth between podcasts, I always come back to this one. It is so refreshing to listen to and open your mind and spirit. Raquel is such a sweetheart and grounds me in the crazy rush of life. Worth a listen. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm also somebody who bounces back and forth between podcasts, and I appreciate being your go-to <laughs> a lot. And then Kat says, 
Thanks for sharing your views and other amazing inspirational beings' views and magic. Your voice is soothing and your topics are so dynamic. Thank you, Kat. Both of these reviews mean so much. And I hope you both enjoy the cookbook. And if this podcast has brought you any value in any way and you're just, if you're feeling called to, it would make my day personally to read your soulful review as this helps the podcast so much. And it only takes less than a minute, by the way. So again, if this podcast has helped you in any part of your life, would love to see and read your love. Also, thank you to today's sponsors, since they're also making this magic happen, such as Beekeepers Naturals and Skillshare. So since we're, you know, talking about health today, we might as well celebrate your own magic's newest sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals. And I must give recognition to the very open and honest conversation thread that was in the Euro Magic Facebook group, which was created by Jaden, who asked a question about our thoughts on bees and beekeeping. And so many people responded, and I respect everyone's feelings on this topic. Some people, vegan and not vegan, eat honey for their own ethical reasons. And others, most likely vegan, don't for their own ethical reasons. And in either case, I hear you, I feel you, and I respect it. I personally do eat honey for health and environmental reasons, but I do have my go-to honey company, Beekeepers Naturals, that I choose for the environmental and ethical reasons. So I feel like I'm honestly taking part in saving the bees, plus I get to have the best quality honey and superfood honey on the market. So this is a company that is now close, near and dear to my heart, whose pure mission is twofold to A, improve our health, while simultaneously B, saving the bees. If you're not aware of the rapid disappearance of bees, well, just for your information, since 2006, there's been about 25 to 30% of honeybee colonies have collapsed every single year. And honestly, unlike most bee companies that are just, they take inhumane steps to produce more honey, and they just also happen to be interfering with the rhythm of mama nature and taking advantage of this harmonious relationship that we have with bees, well, Beekeepers Naturals, on the other hand, make sure to support the natural ecosystem, the natural rhythm, maintaining the happiness and health of our little buzzing friends. And it was born from the discovery of nature's antibiotic which truly seems to be a cure-all for almost everything especially when you're sick propolis and side note their proceeds go towards leading bee research institutions that support pollinator protection so i was looking on their site and i realized something you should check out their vegan pharmacy because it's basically got all you need in one package (laughs) it's got their propolis throat spray their BLXR brain fuel, and superfood honey with plant-based ingredients. So if you are going to grab a honey, please, please choose from your heart. Choose wisely. Choose humanely because (laughs) we love and honor our little buzzing friends that are gifting us something so sweet. So Beekeepers Naturals are gifting the Yomis 15% off your purchase when you go to beekeepers.com naturals.com slash your own magic that's 
B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com forward slash your own magic for 15% off your bee saving order. And this episode is also brought to you by Skillshare for the expansion of your own personal self so you can enhance one or more skills that you desire to pursue. And they are gifting you two months for absolutely no cost, for free, to access 25,000 courses when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And again, there are, like I said, 25,000 courses, i.e. pretty much almost anything you can think of from painting, writing, poetry, podcasts, start a business in whatever niche you're in, social media marketing, yada yada, you name it, they probably got it. (laughs) So dip your toes into Skillshare two months for free at skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. That's Skillshare dot com forward slash your own magic and of course all this is in the show notes if you'd rather just click the link it makes it a lot easier (laughs) you're welcome and now i believe it is time to let the magic begin with robin eucalyptus I'll probably be the one commuting to them because, I mean, let's be honest, LA traffic is insane. And why would I want to put a guest through that? Because I want them to be in their best mood. And I could just listen to a podcast or something. That's true. But well, if you came to my house, you would show up and there'd be like a setup of tea and uh, free graham crackers and all kinds of things like that. So um, maybe we'll do a part two next time I'm in LA. 100%. You have a place in LA? We do a swap actually. So it's pretty wild. I know I used to live in Los Angeles for five years, like 12 years ago. And then my husband and I, we were just boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. We moved, we moved back to New York. And then a year into New York, I was like, I miss LA. Is there a way to do this? And so we sent an email and we had a ton of friends and people in the creative industries and writers and stuff. And they sent it around their friends. And they're like, yeah, we'll come to your place. You'll come to our place. And that's what we've been doing. And we've had generally the same guy for the last five years. So he stays in our place. We stay in his place and we drive his really nice Tesla. So that's works out really well. And we've just sort of like figured out this life that a lot of people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I don't know. I had the vision and then sent a lot of emails. So here we are. Uh, 10 years later, we've been doing this. So Whoa, wait, that's brilliant. And you've been doing this 10 years with the Tesla guy? Five years with the Tesla guy, but 10 years with people in general. And it's just every time we get so nervous, my husband's like, oh my God, that person said no, or he can't do it. Or I'm like, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Just trust me. And it always does. It always does. It always does. That's it. That is pretty much one thing that I tell myself every single day. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. It always does. Also, I hope that you left not a, what I have a Hyundai or something for the <laughs> Tesla guy in Los Angeles. Hopefully he never he takes something. our car. He's scared of our car. So <laughs> he just takes like, you know, Ubers and stuff. Fair enough. And the funny thing is I won't drive. I won't drive it either. My husband, I'm like that. You're taking that car. I don't want to touch that thing. To me, it still feels like a spaceship. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm just not even going to get involved in that. So that's all you babe really oh I would be in that driver's seat in a second and I'd want it to drive me everywhere (laughs) I get it though you you don't want the responsibility also you were talking about 
your daughter? Yeah, so I have the cutest little redheaded thing. She's three years old. Thank you. Yeah, she's full fiery redhead. Like I say, David Bowie, like like glistening orange locks. And um, she's three years old now. And as any mama knows, you go up and down on the sleep train. Some kids are better sleepers than others. I always said from day one, like everything was so amazing with her, except our area was sleep. So I had no problems breastfeeding her. I was cool to hang in bed with her all day. I used to nurse her and watch Sex and the City reruns and eat food. <laughs> like literally that was my job. It was great. I had a very gentle um, re-entry back into work. I worked for myself. So I knew to, yeah. you know, leave time for that and be gentle with myself and flexible and just one thing a day. Everything was so great except sleep. Um, I used to joke that like I'd meet other people at, at three months or something like, yeah, they still wake up one time a night. I'm like, she woke up two to three times a night until she was over a year old. So Anyways, fast forward. Now she's three and she's back in our bed, like in the middle of the night. And I know this sounds really delicious and cuddly and cute and something that you see on Instagram, like the family bed and all the white linen sheets. But in actual reality, it's it's so bad. None of us sleep well. There's like feet in the face. And ultimately, what's the worst thing for me is more than just kind of like her shuffling around or my husband shuffling or my shuffling is that I find that my mama instinct doesn't turn off. And so I'm still in this slight side of the edge of, does she need anything? Is everything okay? Um, Am I needed? Do I have to fight off a bear? Do I have to (laughs) find her food? It's just that guttural instinct, which is amazing and taking care of me in so many amazing ways, just not at 3.30 in the morning. So (laughs) I am not a very well-rested human. I'm just not. And to just sort of share with your listeners, one thing I do with that, and I think this has been a helpful tip for me and for any mamas or mamas-to-be, is that I try my hardest to plan my work and what I'm putting out in the world and what I'm saying yes to based on a low level of sleep so that if she doesn't sleep, I'm okay. I can do my podcast today. I had a coaching call. I had a group coaching program. I didn't have five coaching calls. And I know that this isn't possible for everybody, but maybe just relaxing on yourself or gentling or gentling, I made up a new word, around (laughs) things that you need so that you aren't like, oh my God, I haven't been sleeping. I'm so totally screwed. Okay, which so I still kind of feel of sometimes, all, but you see what I'm saying? It's a little bit easier. <laughs> how do you gentling? How do you do this? Because it sounds so. I mean, I don't have a child, so I, right now I'm still in the season of my life where I pretty much just take care of myself, and then of course my listeners and whatever I need for my other my baby, which is my business right now. But one, okay, one. I do wonder if I'm having baby fever because the past few guests, so you and then the one that I also just had, I was looking through your guys' Instagrams. My favorite pictures were obviously the ones with the kids because you have really cute kids. You have, I, I have, I have such a thing for little redhead kids. They are the cutest things. That's what I picture mine to be if she's not a toehead. And also have a thing for like a thing for a redheaded men. Is your guy? No, your guy's not redhead. Is he? Mm, he's strawberry. Oh, he's strawberry. That's still hot. Yeah. And that's, that's actually when I first met him, I called I called him out on that. I'm like, are you strawberry? Like what <laughs> guy is strawberry blonde? Like that's something you used to see in like Allure magazine and bring to the hairdresser and be like, I want to be this. But how sexy <laughs> is that? Like he's so unique. You're right. I don't know many. St- yeah. Actually, my high school ex it. was. And I was like, oh. Actually, two of them. Ooh, yeah. see? So there's a thing there. Yep. 
No, yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's crazy. Um, but what are some of your tools for mm-hmm. being able to not have a lot of sleep but function so well throughout the day? Because you have a lot yes, going on. Yes, yes. So, you know, I can have these days where I'm so well rested and I'm I'm on fire. I'm like, yes to this and that speaking gig. And then I just have that little voice in me that says, okay, that's how you can – you can say yes to all those things if everything else is running perfectly. But guess what? How often does life run perfectly in all the different categories? So what I do is I just make sure there's extra space in my calendar. I don't put something right before something. And also a lot of this is a lot of self-talk and kind of self-coaching like, hey, Robin, if you want to spend an hour on Instagram communicating with your um, people, like that's work. That's not something you're squeezing in. It's basically just honoring the, all the things that are that count as work and then leaving space and time for them. And so then if I have a few nights where I'm I'm you know, sleep deprived, I can still show up. I can still do it because I can say, well, my big thing this week is this talk I'm going to give. And guess what? I have time for a nap this afternoon because I, I did my nails two days before and I said, I rescheduled that coaching session. So it's a lot of like looking at the details and a lot of zooming out and looking at the big picture. And this is always a work in progress for me. And this is something that I've only, I would say really strengthened in the last six months to a year. And it's not perfect. Um, but it's definitely been really helpful. So I always say like I schedule myself as much as I can cover if on like my least sleep day. And that's how I, and anything else is gravy. So let's say I have a light week, then I have more time for sharing on social media. I have more time to just sit with my thoughts. I have a minute to journal. I have, um, I can make a soup, you know, like silly little things, but this, the time always gets filled, but it's just this not overbooking this, just taking it all down a notch and trusting that everything that you want to produce, everything you want to put out in the world will happen. It will just happen a little more gently. A little more gently, and maybe it will be delayed, what, a few months, a few weeks, a few days. You don't even know what the timeline is. You know, there's no anticipated or expected timeline, but it does end up getting done as long as you do those little things. I'm all about doing small things throughout the day or throughout your week that will end up leading you there, and it doesn't have to happen all at once. So I love that you said this. Yeah. It's actually, it's the premise of one of my um, highest level coaching programs. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a certified holistic health coach and um, I have a coaching program called This Is Your Year. And the whole foundation of it is we overestimate what we can do in a month and underestimate what we can achieve in a year. And so being really gentle with those timelines, there's something you're like, want to get out into the world so badly this summer, like save it for the fall. There's something that's been eating at you that you want to get out like yesterday, put it in January, February, like just give yourself that grace period. And then also too honoring when something does want to happen in a week's time, because I've had that also happen. But the things that really do have a lot of little moving parts, give yourself that grace because then when you, they're there, you you show up with your feet underneath you. And then that communicates such a different energy in the world. I think that's why my coaching programs have been so successful the past few years because they do come from this grounded place. They don't come from a place of, oh my God, we just got the sales page up or panicking this or panicking that. It's just really gentle and calm as much as possible. Mind you, I'm still like completely fiery and full of Pitta energy and a redhead myself. But this is, you see, I'm like, this is me growing up. Look how grown up I am. (laughs) I'm loving your fiery energy, by the way. And I can't wait to hear more. I'm so curious about this coaching program. So especially towards the end, we'll talk a lot about that. But first, the listeners need to get to know Robin, you know? I want to get to know Robin more. Hi. Hi. So first question that I do actually ask all the guests, just to begin 
What excites you most right now in this season of your life? It sounds like a lot. Mm. Yeah. I, I, a, a colleague of mine, Liz Moody, uh, just posted, I don't know if you know her, she's the author of Healthier Together and was a head writer at Mind Body Green. And she just posted a Instagram photo and she said like, what are you most proud of right now? And I, I had a moment where I was like, I really do think I'm kicking ass in this whole life, work, mom, entrepreneur, friend, balance thing, but without yeah. being weighed down by the look at me balancing it all. Do you know what I mean? It's almost this like catch trying to like putting the pressure and then releasing the pressure. I'm like, I feel like I'm kicking ass in this department and also at the same time, not making a thing of it. Like I'm still taking a Sunday where I achieve absolutely nothing. And that was the whole point. And it didn't look interesting on social media. There was nothing. There was no coaching download or tidbit. It just was me in my life. Like I feel like I'm I, I, I do. I feel like I'm I'm traveling and I'm seeing music that I want to see and I'm having time with my family and I'm nurturing and loving my business and my clients. And I do. I feel like I'm doing that. And also at the same time, not being burdened by having to do that or keep up a facade of look at me, I'm balancing it all. Dear be lovers and mama earth nurturers, this is a cause that is really near and dear to my heart. Help me support these endangered species as they are a crucial part of the song and rhythm of our ecosystem and our personal health. If you are a honey buyer, please be selective when you are picking your honey as there are so many beekeepers taking inhumane steps for large honey production and they are interfering with the rhythm of mama nature and contributing to the colony collapse disaster disaster of our little buzzing friends. Since there is such a high number of honeybee colonies disappearing since 2006, by the way, this is something to be alarmed about as we want to keep these little buzzing friends alive, but we rely on honeybees for nearly one third of our entire food supply. So why I love beekeepers naturals in particular, some of their most delicious and nutritious products include their propolis throat spray, which propolis is like nature's antibiotic. And my mom decided to try some when she had a cold and the next day she was fine, which was kind of insane to me. It's like, this can't be real, but it was. Propolis contains over 300 beneficial vitamins, minerals, and compounds, great for immune system support and soothing sore throats and coughs. And it's something that is not easy to find here for that natural immune support. They've got their amazing BLXR brain fuel, which of course I see brain fuel and I am drawn to that to help enhance our memory, performance, and cognition. Brain fuel like this really helps keep me focused, especially as I have long days keeping this business alive and afloat. Then their best product, well, their most delicious product is their superfood cacao honey. They combine their signature raw and sustainably sourced honey with organic Ecuadorian cacao to give you the ultimate decadent superfood spread. <laughs> As you might already know, raw honey is full of antioxidants and so many health boosting compounds. But most importantly, proceeds will go to leading research institutions that are looking to save the bees. So every little bit indeed makes a difference. Now, 
If you're interested, check out all of their products and receive 15% off your purchase when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash your own magic using the code your own magic for 15% off. Link is in the show notes. B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com forward slash your own magic and then make sure to use the promo code your own magic at checkout your own magic one word no spaces and do this because you love the bees and honor the bees like we do our own health <laughs> you don't need to show the world how perfect life is and how balanced it is it just is and then people just see that and I think it gave, it took me a long time to give myself permission to really be here mm-hmm. to say like, okay, well, it might be faster if I do a hundred things in one day, but actually this longer period of time or take having it take longer will feel so much better. And people will respond to that in a different way. And so the people in my community right now are amazing because they're like, I just so appreciate that you are letting it be messy or letting it be loose or letting it be, but you're just letting it be all the things that it actually is. And I feel like this, a lot of this self-talk that I had to do around, it's going to be okay, Robin. Like you don't have to show perfect all the time. Like is I'm feeling the reward of that. Like I'm really feeling the, just the grace of that and the joy of that. It feels so much more joyful. And it gives others that are looking up to you or inspired by you, their permission to allow their lives to be messy too, but find ease and balance and be more gentle on certain things in their life that they might put too much energy towards that may not serve them in some way. Totally. So I'm glad that you're so open about that. Thanks. I try. And then also I share too that like I do, I have a nanny. I have a housekeeper that comes a week. I have a husband with a flexible schedule. I have a mom. I have, there's a lot of people. I have incredible people on my team. Like it's not just me running the ship here, you know? And I've also realized like it's actually a skill And there is another layer of permission you have to give yourself to allow that support and then how to manage that support. You know, I'm constantly thinking like communicating with even with just my nanny, like, okay, we're, can you help with some meal prep this week? It'd be great. Here's the broccoli or an order. It's like, it's, it's uh, incredible that I have the support, but then it's also just like, you have to be a part of that support. You're part of that machine working around you for you with you. And so how you communicate, how you show gratitude, how you show up for them. It's just, it really is this like little world that is your world that you create and feed and nourish. I love that you are embracing giving up. Well, one, it sounds like perfectionism and you gave up control and you're okay with delegating and co-creating this life with these other people. Cause it honestly, isn't it so much more beautiful that way? I have, I personally have had so many struggles with perfectionism and control. So it's nice to allow other people to take on certain things because it makes it just makes life so much easier, but also more joyful to be with others. Yeah, because then you're not stretched overly thin. You can get real with what you can do and what you can't. And mind you, I have days where I learn that lesson again and again and again too. So, oh yeah. Well, now I'm curious about the lessons you've learned along your health journey because, mm. from what I've read, it was quite a roller coaster, which I can very much relate to on so many levels. <laughs> so. What is your earliest memory in having an unhealthy relationship with food and yourself and also 
tell us about the journey that led you to where you are today. Oh, wow. I never thought of it as my earliest memory. Um, what just popped in my mind may not be my earliest, but definitely one of them is I remember we had this amazing walk-in um, pantry, which I think is not standard, but standard in a lot of I live in a New York City apartment, so I'm like I could I could barely I my that's not standard in New York. Not standard, my no. That was Long Island. So I grew up on Long Island where oh, we had yeah, a pan, a, yeah, a walk-in pantry. But mine is now like it's half the heating closet. It's also where our suitcases are, and I got some shelves bitten, so uh, bitten, so not quite the same thing. But I remember in our walk-in pantry, I remember seeing my dad in the high shelf, like digging behind something because my mom had hidden something that she baked for the family. Mm. And I remember being in the kitchen and catching him and being like, do I say something? Do I look away? And I just kind of pretended that I didn't see, but I never forgot it. And going a little deeper on that. So my father, um, was an overweight kid and it always struggled with his weight. And I remember, um, him kind of making me a bit of a partner in crime around hiding things from my mom, you know, like we'd go into Manhattan for a Sunday into Central Park and he'd be like, Hey Rob, you want, you want a hot pretzel? Right. And I was like, mm, yeah, I do want a hot pretzel. Or like you want an ice cream Sunday, Right. And I'd be like, yeah, I need to eat all of mine. Um, you know, my dad was the king of like, are you done with that <laughs> uh. <laughs> kind of thing? And my mom, you know, did it out of love. he had had a six way bypass when I was young. He had super high cholesterol. His health was just not great. And like I said, his physical weight um, was something that he was always fighting. And so I remember growing up around that. And then I remember, I say transferring, that transferring to me, but I definitely would experience it, that as well. So I remember at an early age, I had a little booty tooch pop out and some hips and no boobs, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> the rest of me kind of said hello. And I remember thinking like, oh, I don't look like the magazines anymore. I don't look like that in a bathing suit. And therefore something's wrong with me. And here's the story around my mom wanting to put my dad on the latest diet and like, oh, I'm like my dad. I have to control my body. I have to change it. Um, you know, just not a very positive conversation around any of it. And so I say thus began my career of dieting, you know, anything that was in a magazine, I would try and, you know, cabbage soup diet. And my mom had this three day diet that she had on a little like printout thing that was like half a cup of cottage cheese and a hot dog and really weird, really weird foods, which of course anybody would lose weight on after three days. It's just, a, it's a calorie restriction plan. Right. Yeah. Um, so I try all these different things because my body was changing and I didn't really understand what it meant to, you know, what a healthy nourishing plate of food look like, what hunger meant, um, just that whole conversation that we have with food and with our bodies, with our emotions, with our mind, with our feelings, what that looked like. And I didn't have that conversation because nobody taught me that conversation. And my mom didn't know that conversation. You know, my mom grew up in a world where it was like, well, you eat as little as you can. You know, that's kind of the goal. There's cookies put out, you take a bite and you put it back. Um, you know, you eat a little piece of chicken, you have a cup of soup, never a bowl. Um, you know, and, and, to her as well. Like she, we had different physical body types. My mom has always been naturally petite, small wrists, small hips, for example. And so she just kind of matched that frame. My dad, like me, was more like wide hips, larger than life in all the ways. And, you know, could eat life whole, you know, figuratively and <laughs> literally speaking. And so through my teenage years and into college, I was just trying to figure this whole thing out. And it, and it was like, okay, what's the thing outside of me that's going to fix me, that's going to make me look a certain way. And when I look a certain way, I'm, I'm going to have all these things, right? I'm going to, my life's going to be what I want. I'm going to get the parts that I want in the play and, and just the boys are going to like me, you know, all the things that we obsess about, um, as we're 
coming into ourselves. And it was never a really great story. You know, I moved to Los Angeles. I, I mentioned I was trying to act and I was so lonely and depressed for sure and eating all my feelings at night. And I eventually found my way into a Weight Watchers meeting, which was actually a really good thing for me because it was the first time where I was like, oh, this, this is a problem you might need some help with. Um, this isn't something you could fix yourself. This is something that you, you never really properly learned what it meant to feed yourself um, when people were looking and when no one was looking. Right. So coming back to that original connection with my dad. And so eventually um, I found myself um, in a new relationship. I was dating my then boyfriend at the time, now husband, and he lived near the Santa Monica farmers markets and I'd shop for produce and make us these things. My mom was always an amazing cook. So that came very naturally to me. And I got away from eating alone, eating Trader Joe's. And again, this battle between, well, how little can I eat? Well, I didn't eat enough today. So clearly I'm going to binge and just keep going to, oh, let me make a beautiful meal with these gorgeous ingredients and let's sit at a table and talk and eat slowly. And it just kind of started to shift out of this new, you know, relationship I was in. And one morning I made him a, this incredible egg sandwich on like fresh sourdough and egg and spicy arugula. And I was telling my friend about it over Gchat. Remember Gchat? Do people still Gchat? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But I do remember those days. And then no one Gchats, right? <laughs> oh my God. Hysterical uh, Gchat. Oh my God. Um, so I was Gchatting with her about the sandwich. She's like, I think you should, there's something here in this food conversation for you. And she told me to check out the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And at the time, it was an in-person program. This was 11 years ago. And I got the brochure because I was like brochure in hand person, which is actually interesting because I'm, uh, I'll am i share more about my intuition. And I'm so intuitively guided now that I needed that thing in my hand to get the yes from it rather than it just being this idea of school. Um, so respect the environment, but sometimes you need a piece of paper you know, to have a, a, a reaction from. I got the piece of paper in my hand and I'm a Libra with Libra everywhere, uh, like rising and all that. And um, But for the first time in my life, I was like, I'm doing this. I called my half-sister, Lori, and like talked to her about how I could pay in full so I could get a discount. I set up a payment plan. With, I got like right into action, right? About all these things. Talked to the boyfriend, Scott, husband, we can call him. Um, I'm like, we're moving back to New York so I can go to this school program. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and just figured out all the things and started school. And just to be totally honest here, part of the reason why I went is because I thought it was going to be another thing that fixed me. I thought it was going to be like, well, they're going to teach me how to eat. And I gained another 10 pounds going to that program because I was eating all the things. I was eating you know, I replaced potato chips with kale chips, but you're still not supposed to eat a whole box of kale chips. Like there was no real conversation there about what it meant to eat in a way that was satisfying, um, but also wasn't based on how I was feeling that day. Um, and so went through the school program and really since then, so that was 11 years ago, I've spent the last decade connecting to my own intuition figuring out how to live my life from that place, what that means, calming down gut issues that I had, and really learning how to eat from zero and what that looks like for me, what the conversation I have in my head is around food. And mind you, this isn't something that I say, oh, I'm there. I've had this all figured out. You will never hear me use that their language. Um, but what I have figured out is how to have a daily conversation with myself around it in a way that feels supportive, that feels calm, where I ask myself, what would feel good to me right now? And it took me a lot of years, but I actually can start to listen to the answer. Because for a while, there was some time there where I, hear, I would hear, well, put the cookies down, but I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't listen. And now it doesn't even get to that point so much anymore because I have these grounding practices in my day. Like I said, I'm not scheduling myself within an inch of my life. I know what I need to be able to hear my own intuitive food voice. So taking that power out of all of them, that diet, that's the thing that's going to fix me. That's the person to, hey, Robin, let's start with a conversation with yourself. And what does that mean? and quieting down and listening from within, just like that voice that I heard that was like, go to this nutrition school, do this. You have no idea what you're doing with this career. You don't even know what a health coach is. You don't want to work in a restaurant. Back then, people didn't know what it was as much, but you're just going to go because your, your, your gut told you to. And so then spending the next 10 years figuring out the food part of that too. And so here we are. Does that answer your question? <laughs> you answered it quite a bit and then some. <laughs> um, and we are going to definitely talk about all the things, but I'm so curious. How how do you hear that answer within? If it is at all possible to verbally express it with our limited language, how do you hear that voice within so you can intuitively eat? Great question, because the answer is actually so simple. And it's to get into the practice always asking. Ah. Yeah. So even if you have your favorite lunch place and your favorite thing, you go, let's say you're in LA and you go to Cafe Gratitude and you love the the veggie burger that they have there, or you go to your point and shoot salad place and you always get feta cheese and dressed on dried tomatoes and grilled chicken, whatever it is that you're about to do, you ask yourself, what would feel most supportive right now? Yeah. And so what that is, is it's like a muscle that you're working out. You're strengthening, you're toning, you're elongating this muscle so that it's always there for you. So in the morning, even though I have kind of a breakfast that I always turn to, a lunch template that I always turn to, I still am constantly asking myself, what would feel most supportive right now? It's like, oh, actually, it's not your matcha. Actually, you do want coffee today. And it comes from this place of intention. So then when I'm drinking the coffee, it's intentional. There was a reason behind yes. it. It wasn't autopilot. It wasn't, it doesn't have all these feelings and these layers of guilt behind it. It was a thoughtful choice. And this can sound like a lot of work or it takes a lot of time, but you can get really used to just doing it for everything. Like even before I go to eat, sometimes I'll hear, um, when I say what would feel most supportive right now, it's like, oh, actually you need fresh air first. Actually, you need to stand up and shake your body out for a minute. Actually, you don't, you can't eat this at your desk today. Or sometimes it is, you know what? You can have a working lunch today. You have a leisurely dinner plan tonight with your husband and your daughter. Like you can just kind of do that. But do you hear the difference? First of all, the difference is it comes from within. It comes from, I hear a little voice or sometimes I see something or I'll just get a word or a message or a phrase. And then I can, can start to listen to it and lean into it and trust it. And the only way this is a work in progress. This takes a while. (laughs) It takes a while. I 100% understand. And I love that you actually ask that question every single time. What I do is I place both hands on my belly and I'll close my eyes and ask beforehand. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not a pro at this. I I do it on and off and I can tell when I'm off because I don't eat as mindfully. Maybe have my coffee on autopilot every single morning, but my body will let me know because actually as I'm pouring the coffee, for whatever reason, I start to get this sick feeling. Mm. And it doesn't happen all the time. I'm allowed to have coffee on occasion, but my body doesn't want it every single day. And now she lets me know by giving me this sick feeling, but now to avoid that, I do like to place both hands on my belly, close my eyes and ask and listen. And you're right that you can do this. You can apply that tool with everything. And yes, you're right. It does take time and practice and just being consistent with it. I feel like I've spent so many years in different phases of this process. And I, and I, I'm, 
I'm trying to say I'm I'm willing to shine a light on the fact that there will continue to be phases, right? We we will likely have God willing another child, so there'll be a whole new story that needs to be illuminated through that, and then post that baby, and then when those kids are getting older, and then my relationship with my husband and my practice, it's always this daily practice of connecting to self in every way. And what I really want to give permission to your audience to do is to do it with everything. It doesn't need to have a higher ranking necessity, if that makes sense. It's like, ask with your workout, ask for before you um, go to bed, like what you're going to read, what do you need in the morning? Just it's like, have fun with it. Like how many times a day can I ask myself what would feel supportive? And then also depending where you're at in your journey with this, not, um, judging yourself or feeling down on yourself if you weren't able to listen or maybe you didn't hear clearly. It's all part of the conversation. So moments when I don't hear clearly, it's like, oh, well, something's up. Maybe I did just have a few nights that weren't very, you know, didn't have a lot of sleep or, you know, I was on my phone too much or, you know, I say part of my job now is to be on social media. It's like, well, but it's not my job to be on social media after like 8.30 PM. No one cares. No one's checking the timestamp. Like that's a story I'm telling myself. So to catch myself in that, it's just, it's just all information. And then even if it's not information, it's still, it's like, well, no, I heard that, you know, I wanted to eat my feelings. I wanted to eat the cake and I wanted to eat the cookies. And it's like, that's okay too. You know, I'm not here to tell you it needs to be this way or what health means for you. Sometimes health is eating the cake and the cookies and the ice cream and being totally cool with it. Health can look like so many different things. So what does being a healthy person mean to you? Define healthy because it's so relative for every person. Yeah, I do think that there is a practical component of that. I'd love to be able to say, well, whatever your intuition tells you or having this connection on the regular or trusting yourself, right? But I do know enough to know in the wellness space that there is a practical level here. If I'm not eating enough vegetables, enough healthy, fresh produce, um, my uh, fermented foods, drinking enough water, like eventually after a few days of that, I'm going to start to feel like, like the sparkle dial has turned down a couple notches. Absolutely. Right. And it, and it could be my choice to keep going with that or to recalibrate, um, again, getting the messaging like, Oh, okay. What happened here? What would have made this better? Or did it just need to be this? And that's okay too. You know, sometimes I go to a music festival for the weekend and it all goes out the window and that's healthy too. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. And there doesn't need to be a recalibration or a bounce back. It's just like, okay, cool. Great. And here we go from here. Um, but I do want to say, yes, like your body does need a certain amount of macro and micronutrients. And we do want to do our best to um, feed it those foods. And then I say like, you know, build up on that and then the rest of it, have a good time, you know, but again, this depends on you. You know, you might have an IBS issue, a digestive issue you're trying to explore and get to the bottom of then like, no, you might have to be a little bit more rigorous around your food um, to, to, to get closer to your definition of health for you. And that's the thing. A lot of people, they might want to ignore certain very, very, very crucial health signs to pay attention to like IBS and digestive issues, which I've definitely experienced. And they assume that a certain way of eating or, you know, their lifestyle has nothing to do with it. But then it's so important as if we feel our best and we feel our healthiest, we'll always live and do our best and provide more great value to the world. So it's so important to listen to that. But it's also so easy to ignore those signs if you want to live a certain way and kind of experience some self-sabotage. So if we're not listening with it, you know, if we're not listening to our initial gut instincts, then somehow I notice for me personally, I just remember that it will end up showing physically. When people don't really listen within somehow, 
ends up getting expressed externally and we don't really mean for this to happen. Yeah. So there definitely can be a bit of a backlash when you hear that little, you know, intuitive hit and you choose to ignore it or eat over it or I don't know, whatever, you know, there might be addiction to that you do that thing over it. For me, for a lot of, a lot of years, it was shopping over it. To me, shopping made me feel like, oh, my life is together. I can afford these things. I have a, I have a sense of purpose and value. And I've recently, this is really recent, realized like I don't, I don't want and I don't need any more things. And I, I'm accumulating. And what's beneath this? It's like, well, um, you know, my father passed away from cancer when I was 17. And I have a little bit of um, a story around some unshakiness in my foundation. And so I realized that, oh, well, getting to a place now where I could technically afford these things made me feel like, oh, well, you're safe. Your foundation is secure. And now I've I'm come to a place where I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with that. You can let that go. You are safe. You are secure. You do have a strong foundation. It is not connected to the things that you purchase or bring into this world. Something free for you, free for two whole months when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic, a new URL to get two months for free with Skillshare. I'm so thankful for the sponsor and that they are continuing to gift us an even better deal. Like what? And it's because millions of students have been using Skillshare to expand their human self in many different skills. They have an array of skills to help us along our journey for a more abundant 2019. Skillshare has over 25,000 online courses now from creative courses like writing or poetry, photography, drawing, animated illustration, all kinds of illustration, video editing, other kinds of editing, probably podcast editing, culinary, and even ooh, tips for your business from social media marketing and freelance guidance, management, and so much more. Oh, I can't forget. I can't forget to mention also tech classes like gaming development or app development and lifestyle classes like health and wellness and language. Just an abundance of courses for free for two entire months. Join me in their self-publishing class. That's the new one I'm taking, but I've taken their a couple of their creative writing courses and an entrepreneur course and a productivity one. Who knows? I'm also kind of curious about singing. I might try the singing course just too, since the universe knows that that is not my forte at all. It might not be a gift, but I can learn a new skill. Anyways, go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic for your free two whole months. That's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. Now I'm also curious, what are some key ingredients, both literally and figuratively to nourishing our gut and tapping into our gut's instincts. Yeah. So I always talk about gut health from the emotional and from the practical side. So it's definitely that intuitive piece, right? Like your gut wisdom, your gut intuition, that gut hit. So the emotional part is kind of what we started with, with slowing down, asking those questions, giving yourself some space. And so I just see that as the practice of asking or finding whatever your intuitive um, like lifeline is for you. So for me, I've always had a really strong intuition. Like I said, whether or not I listened to it was a different story, but I always, um, 
this will sound real out there, but I could see things a lot as a child. So I kind of have this uh, screen that lowers over my like left eye, I would say about a couple of feet from my, my face, and I'll just have a vision there. So I'll ask a question, yeah, and I'll see a food or I'll see an experience or I'll see a moment or I'll see a color or something like that. And it's kind of this conversation between my gut, which I do um, feel in my physical gut, so below my belly button in that area. And then so I'll sort of get, um, I'll see something and then I'll get a little ping in my belly like, yes, that's it, keep going or keep, you know, what else is there kind of thing. And this shows up for me in my personal life when I'm, you know, asking about, anything that I want to ma- manifest or bring in or visions for my business and also definitely in my coaching. Well, rather, and then in my uh, professional and my coaching practice. So I'll see this a lot for clients. I'll be like, I'm just seeing this and I'll share, I'll check with my gut if it's something I can share. So like I said, it's really this conversation I have between my gut and um, these visions I have. So when I'm sharing this is that not like, I don't want you to think like, Oh, that's Robin has that. I don't have that thing. You have your own version of this. Every single person has an intuitive conversation within themselves that you may just need a minute to find. And then also there might be a practical layer there. Like I said before, I don't want to completely ignore the food component that if you are not digesting your food, if your body is not able to properly process what you're giving it and let go of what you don't need, um, then it might be a lot harder to lean into or feel or see that conversation. So some of the practical elements, first off, I want everybody pooping So, um, ideally once a day, some people are one to three times a day. Um, ideally first thing in the morning, but if not, it's okay. Don't stress it. Like, Oh my God, it's not happening till later. That's fine. But pooping, um, a lot of us make this also much more complicated than it needs to be. Definitely a very large glass of water, like 24 to 32 ounces. First thing when you wake up, I like to give the metaphor that if your poop is a a boat, how can it float without a river? So flushing your system, giving it a chance before there's a stimulant, before you're like, I need this thing. So making sure we're pooping every day, definitely hydrating. But one tip I want to give is that you're not having water with your meals. Um, This is something that I had to let go of for my old diet brain. It was like, oh, I'm going to fill my belly with water and then I'm only going to eat half this tuna sandwich, right? These like stuff that we picked up along the way is not serving us. Um, But your your digestive system is like a fireplace. It's hot. There's gastric juices there. You don't want to throw a glass of water on a fire when you're trying to stoke it and get it going and let it do its job that it was so brilliantly designed to do for you. So finish your water before your meal. Wait at least 30 if you, you know, can 60 minutes after. And this might, again, also be an adjustment period, right? You're like, well, when am I drinking water? Because I feel like I'm snacking or eating all the time. Um, So you might have to, you know, shift that around a little bit. And then a couple of foods. Um, I really do uh, recommend fermented foods. So by that, I mean raw fermented probiotic rich sauerkraut. Uh, it's not the same stuff on a hot dog in a ballpark. So this is comes in a refrigerated section of a health food store. It's not. I have so many people, I feel so sad that send me a, a DM and they're like, look, I got sauerkraut. And it's like the two large jars from the shelf or the cans. Oh, like yeah. Can you return it? Sorry. I'll try and be as specific as possible. Although definitely the conversation around this is getting stronger and louder. So raw fermented sauerkraut, kimchi, um, just different fermented foods in both my books and my first book, go with your gut. And then my second book, thin from within, I try and give literally the easiest 
like ferments you could possibly make. Sauerkraut is great, but you can actually just make whole brine vegetables, which is just putting veggies in a saltwater solution. That's even easier. So there's no zhuzhing. You don't need a starter. Zhuzhing, you like that? That I mean, like I love know. it. I love all your words. <laughs> I'm a Jewish girl from Long Island. I talk with my hands a lot. I say a lot of things like zhuzhing. It's just true. We can't right. We can't run from who we are. This is who I am. Um, I love it. So. Um, so yeah, so I, I try and keep it as easy as possible. Cause you do want to try to make some of your own at home ferments. You don't need any fancy equipment. And the reason for that is you get different probiotic strains at different stages of development throughout the fermentation process. So what you eat from, let's say a jar of, um, sauerkraut after week two is going to be different after than after two months and something you buy in the store. So something great to try at home, but of course I buy a ton of my ferments also. I'm very honest about this. Um, but yeah, getting in those fermented foods, you know, start with a couple tablespoons during the day. You can work your way up to half a cup. Um, ferments are great because they're really rich in like sour flavor. And if you think about all the taste elements, sour is something that we do not have enough of and sour and bitter in particular, mm, and they help balance yeah. all the salty and sweet. So if you want to feel more balance in your life, more balance in your body, making sure you're balancing those flavors helps as well. So how many, you know, aside from like Sour Patch Kids, how many times a day are we eating something that is sour that we enjoy? So it's really great also for that to get in those fermented foods. We want to keep things balanced and, you know, ideally not we want balance in our bodies, balance in our lives, making sure there's balance in our schedule, right? This Libra theme coming, <laughs> coming in for all of us. Um, and then I also like to really talk a lot about prebiotic rich foods. So probiotics are something, you know, the healthy bacteria that go into our, our gut and they blossom and bloom and throw a big party and make everything function much better. Your immunity, everything comes down to um, your probiotics and, and how that's all balanced in your digestive system. But what I want to mention too is the prebiotics are basically like the fertilizer for probiotics. So those are the starchy vegetables that essentially don't break down. They act as little like colon cleansers. So dandelion greens are really great for that. Anything garlic, leeks, onions, anything in that family, uh, family, asparagus, um, even like apples, oats. Those are some really great sources of prebiotic foods. And then also there's even, you know, probiotic supplements that, um, we're taking now that include prebiotics and even postbiotics. So just making sure that we're getting the full spectrum. Um, and then of course, you know, just like Everybody else is talking about healthy fat, greens, um, digestive enhancing spices, you know, turmeric and cinnamon, and cardamom, um, bone broth is great if you um, have animal protein, um, you know, healthy fats. I think I said that, but just like keeping it really simple. I'm not saying anything new here, you guys. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, there's a reason why it's still consistent and everybody's saying this. I mean, these really are all foods that really nourish the gut and they've helped me a lot. So I'm glad that you're bringing them up. And also when it comes to the gut. So, you know, you might not need to lose weight, but sometimes you can tell that something's going on because you might have a little food baby and there's you know, there's no little baby in there. And um, I was dealing with this for a long time till I finally got a handle on it. So what do some people do to reverse this so they can feel normal again? Yeah. So if you've got some gut issues showing up, it could show up as bloating, um, like you said, um, indigestion, not pooping, um, or your poops don't come out as a complete poop unit. Um, you know, there's a lot of, our bodies give us a lot of different signs. Yeah. So first of all, I want you to like, 
take a big, big breath and be gentle with yourself. We tend to be like very frustrated because these can be very frustrating symptoms. But again, coming back to that place of kindness, of support of, okay, thank you for the information body. I'm going to do my best to work on this. Mm, I love that. Ooh, that's something to pause on and reflect on. Okay, Everyone cool. <laughs> should always say that whatever your body's going through, I think it's so important to, like we've been talking about this whole entire podcast, to communicate with her or him and thank them for just giving you the outer external sign or just the internal whatever you're feeling inside sign that something is going on how amazing is that that we get this information from our body before it gets really really bad yeah it, 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 our bodies are incredible. Even when we feel like we could be so frustrated or so fed up, I know people that have been dealing with digestive issues for years and don't have an answer because the medical community, it's, it can be, it's a tricky landscape to navigate and who is going to be the healer? Who's going to be the person that helps me? And, um, you know, I don't hear my intuition loudly. What do I do? You know, it's, it's, I get that it's a lot. It's interesting too, because, um, personally right now I'm having a skin um, acne flare up and on my cheeks, not quite my jaw between kind of like my high cheekbone and my lower jaw, that area on each side. And I've never suffered from acne issues before. And it's so funny because so I'm doing some things externally and then I'm seeing a, a new um, internal person, I'll just call them to sort of get to, you know, what's going on there. And it might just be sleep and pillowcases, but we'll get, we'll get there. Um, but it's so funny because my husband keeps saying to me every day and I'm like, honey, you don't need to say this to me every day, but like, okay, I get that this is a thing for you. He's also the one looking at it. He keeps saying, I can't believe how okay you are with this. Like I see this, it's all over your face and you're not used to this and you're just so okay with it. And I'm just like, because I trust that it's going to go away one day. This isn't something that's, it's now my new story, right? So not hooking into the story and I'm doing the work that I can do to release it. And I'm like, how can I be mad at it? Something's going on, you know, something's going on. So what am I going to do? Cry and, and put piles of cover up on? It's like, no, I have acne on my face right now. This is something a lot of people go through. It's just, it's like, you know, we have cellulite, we have dimples, we have all these like wear your freaking bathing suit and, and we're, we're all all going to wear our bathing suits together and do our best to be more okay with this stuff together, you know? And so I'm more okay with my face being the way it is because I trust it's not going to be like this forever. Clearly there's information in this from me for me and look yeah. at all the work that I've done over the years. And, you know, not necessarily, I don't want to use the word accepting my body because that's not the Holy grail, but just making much more friends with my body, which friends you have hot days and you have cold days. You have things, days when things are vibing and days when things feel a little heavier, you know? Um, I feel like that's more the focus now rather than body positivity or self-acceptance. I feel like that's um, something really high on a pedestal that if we don't achieve that either, that there's also something wrong with us. Um, but back to your question. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I just want to commend you, Robin. That is absolutely beautiful. And you're so right about the whole body positivity and body love. I mean, I'm all for that, but also some people don't feel like that. And then if they feel like they're not even there, they feel yeah, judging themselves and they're yeah. judging themselves and experiencing more self-sabotage. But I so commend you for just embracing this acne experience. And you're right. There's going to be a message in there for you. And because you are there inspiring others for their health, you're going to be learning something that is going to help so many more people and you're learning it firsthand. Thanks. I know. Now I'm like, okay, honey, you don't need to say it again. <laughs> I know. keep you posted. On I but I also get to, he's so loving and wonderful. And literally this yeah. man has me at every size. So it's, yeah. it's, 
It's great. I'm very fortunate, but I also get to, he's, I'm not looking at it. He's looking at it and he's not used to, he's 12 years. He's like, I've never seen, he's like having a moment. He doesn't know what to do. Maybe he's questioning his, <laughs> you know, his ideals around beauty or how we're supposed to love ourselves. And I get it. It's, it's cool. I like, let's disrupt it all, you know? Um, oh. So we'll see. And then sometimes, you know, like there isn't a message. I always tell my coaching clients too, like sometimes there isn't a message, right? Like we're all looking for the message and yes, there can be an aha or a download, or sometimes it's just something you're going through, you know, that's just, this is part of your experience right now. It's, it's, I feel like so much of of it is um, taking the charge out of situations. Also knowing when to have the charge, right? Like something's firing you up, go there, see what's there. But also when we take the charge out of things, it doesn't, um, zap our energy quite as much. I think part of how, coming back to your question before of how I'm okay with so much less sleep is, you know, I, I, if something goes wrong, let's say in my business, it's like, okay, well, what needs to happen around this? What needs to be communicated? Where do we need to apologize? Just what's, what's here? What's here? What needs to go on? And instead of the spinning and the reaction and the, um, you know, just kind of taking energy that I may, I don't necessarily have. And especially mama's like, we don't have anything in the pool in the reserves tank is what I call it. So yeah, but I can answer your earlier question too, about, about where to start. Cause I know a yes. name might be like, yeah, I'm, I have some of that and I've tried everything. Um, so a couple things I would definitely recommend for, this is for everybody, um, chewing, so I've been called the chewing queen. You know, I wave the big white chewing flag. I run a chewing challenge called the, the 21 day um, chewing challenge. I saw that. It's free, right? Yeah, it's a free, we're literally for 21 days, you get an email from me in your inbox being like, chew. Um, we need, you know, need the reminder. We all need the reminder. But I've had so many people come to me with like all these digestive issues. They've seen every specialist. Um, and I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's free. It's not sexy. It's not interesting. Um, and it's called chewing. And so what I mean by that is literally every meal that you have, every snack that you have, you take your food as far as possible to liquid or as far as that piece of particular food will let you go. And so what that's going to do is first off your, your stomach doesn't have teeth. So it was not designed to chew for you. It's in your mouth. It's in your teeth. Um, it's in your saliva that's happening there. We have our, our, bodies are really freaking brilliant. We just tend to, you know, displace their, their, their perfect genetic design. And they're like, what am I supposed to do? Well, now I have to over overcompensate because you just chewed something four bites and swallowed it. And I have to break it down in my digestive system when actually that wasn't my job. And now I'm gassy and now I'm bloated and now I'm tired because I just took your extra resources you had to do something that you were supposed to do upstairs. So <laughs> chewing your food to liquid, um, just a note for people. I get that this will be uncomfortable. We're not used to eating this slowly, not used to eating this mindfully. I used to get bored a lot. I was like, oh my God, this is like going on and on. I also get a lot of people don't get a big lunch break. You know, nurses are on their feet, have five minutes. This is one where if you do have the space and time to really practice, do it. Um, recognize how lucky, lucky you are. It is a luxury to have space and time to eat your food in today's society because our society is not built on this lunch breaks, you know, a, a one hour real lunch break is not really a given anymore, unfortunately, but we're working to change that. So if you do have that space and time, it is a luxury. And then if you don't, you do the best you can. So maybe the first two minutes or just the first two bites of whatever you're eating, you get more used to that sensation of slowing down and eating as mindfully as possible. Um, what this is going to do in addition to the digestive part is it's also going to give your belly and your brain a chance to have a conversation to signal, I've had enough. And so if you're one of those people that's used to just eating 
to completion, like whatever's put in front of you when you don't really have a sense of what's enough or am I hungry? Am I satisfied? Am I good? Um, chewing your food each bite, you will, you will know like halfway through, you're going to be like, Oh, you're going to hear that voice, that intuitive voice. You, we all have one, um, tell you like, I think we're good for now. And then you can leave a little bit and put it to the side or, you know, take a look and be like, Oh, interesting. What I was, I felt fine from. Um, so everybody's try chewing, see what it helps. Like I said, I've had so many clients go to specialists and, and, and then they try the chewing thing and they're like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. And I'm pooping again. So try that <laughs> next. <laughs> you can take it up a notch. And I always say definitely try even just a simple elimination diet. Um, see what's bothering you. And, and I do it more, um, in my second book and thin from within, um, there's some resource links in there that I have a food mood journal. So to not just see what you're eating, but how you felt about it, how are you feeling in that moment? And once you see that in front of you, and especially if I'm I'm your health coach. I see things. So I see it. And I'm like, Oh, this is missing. And it may not even be connected to the words on the page, but I just start to see things around it um, that are part of the conversation. But you can do that for yourself too. Oh, what patterns do I see? What's going on here? How many meals did I make for myself? Um, you know, what needs to shift? Oh, breakfast is a thing. Snacks is a thing, whatever it is. So trying that. And then I do say too, like work with a practitioner, you know, you may need a health coach. You may need a guide. You may need someone until it is, um, until the voice from inside is strengthened, that intuition is strengthened. You may need someone else whose intuition is really strong to connect with you and help support you and help guide you. And I want you to ask for that support. And, um, depending on financial ability, it might be a self program that you go through. It might be a book and then maybe, um, you can work with a practitioner. Um, but knowing that you just may need some additional support around this, everybody does. And I've had different coaches and different doctors and different guides along the way too. Everybody, everybody needs support, even if you are an expert in this field. And it's like you said earlier, how you were able to admit to yourself that you needed help when it came to the food related issues. And then that really did help you. You went to Weight Watchers unabashedly, and that really <laughs> did end up helping you in the long run. That's just the thing, taking that first step and admitting to yourself that you need the help is so key in beginning your journey. Um, and you were talking about, <laughs> because you're so right, when we don't chew and when we don't mindfully eat our meals, I'm definitely guilty of it. I used to have a problem with, well, both bulimia and binge eating and a ton of different eating disorders, which I've talked about on this podcast. So this is not news to my listeners. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes when I have like a good dinner and it's delicious, I want more like mm -hmm. my mind just wants more I probably will full but I, my mind just wants more and I'm like it's just vegetables and I make this excuse I'm just gonna have another mm -hmm. bowl of vegetables you know but then I've realized because then I'll feel like overly full and I'm like wait I didn't really need this um but I'm like okay whatever let it go moving on when back in the old days I would probably even if it's just vegetables give myself such a hard time for overeating and that's the thing I think that honestly, the feeling of guilt is way worse than overeating on occasion. And so how can we be mindful and then find compassion within ourselves and to avoid self-sabotage in moments where we might overeat our meals. Mm. So yeah, so this is, and girl, I've been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I so, so feel you with that. Um, I've, I've, I've same thing. It's just vegetables. It's just fruit. It's just this. And you know, it's the same theme that we started with, it's just this idea of gentleness, like, yeah. okay, 
Thanks for the information. Is this just about the fact that it was really yummy? Okay, got it. Sometimes I overeat things that are really yummy too. Um, is there a deeper message here? You know, I used to say um, at the end of the day, I would plow face first into my plate of food because it was the first moment in the day that I, I, I was using the food to ground me back down to earth. Like I felt like I wasn't, there was no morning routine. Of course, this was like, you know, whatever I go, I, there was no morning, there was no journaling, there was no getting to body. There was none of that. So I would start my day and I'd fly up and try and manage and do all these things. And then my, my dinner, right. was like, I would just like, Oh, I could feel like I'm back on this planet and I could zone out. And then I realized like, okay, that means you need to bring yourself. Well, ideally now I'm, you know, starting much more on the earth, but back then it was like, okay, bring yourself back down to earth before you turn to the food. So when you walk in the door, take a couple minutes for you, just like, maybe it's just three deep breaths, making it's maybe it's making a cup of tea. And maybe if you have littles or a family who are all at you, the second you get in the door, like, you know, do you need to just sit in your car in the driveway for a minute? Is there one song you want to listen to? And like I said, it can be something that's as simple as three deep breaths, but coming into your body, coming into you, coming into some of one of these practices, and then you won't need to come into your plate of food to fill that for you. So I just gave one example, but you know, and I remember in, in my binging days, it was, it was like, I was always digging in the cabinets. It was like looking for the next thing. It was like, here's the salty thing. Then here's the fatty thing. Then here's the sweet thing. And I had to slow my butt down and be like, what are you really digging for in the cabinets? Mm-hmm. And what's really going on? What's really going on? And and like I said before, like it took me a year. I wasn't able, I could hear it, but I wasn't able to listen to it for so long that now I feel fortunate that I'm able to listen much more quickly. And then knowing for yourself too, like, oh, I heard Robin say this is going to take a while. Okay, girl, you can take a while and that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. That's so beautiful. And it's so true. Also, I have to ask this um, because, so when it comes to weight loss, I feel like well, it's so important, A, to not even say the word weight loss, uh, say the word, I like to say the word release instead of losing weight, but teach their own. (sighs) We're stumbling down a very tricky, I'm glad we're having this, but oh my God, this hot potato. Remember the game hot potato? This is like the hot potato. So, uh, so keep going. You're doing very (laughs) well. Well, now I'm curious what you think of that. No no way to talk about it. So yes. So my book that came out a little year and a half ago or a year and change, or depending whenever you listen to this, Thin From Within is called Thin From Within. And, um, you know, the book is about flipping that conversation of what it means to be thin. Why is that a goal for you? What would it look like if you were already that from deep inside of you? And part of the reason why I named it that was because I wanted the people that were thought that they were doing better like me, right? Like, oh, I'm eating healthy. Meanwhile, I was still trying to eat the least amount of calories or, you know, replacing diet foods for real food. Um, but I've, I'm doing so much better that still were tricking themselves into thinking that they were further along in this um, than they were. So I was like, okay, what would I name it if it was like, it's something that I would reach for on the shelf. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of a title that could mean some different things. It's a sexy title. It is. Thank you. Thank you. And it, and it, and it, and it connects also to within, right? Your digestive system, what's going on there. But really how I like to have this whole weight loss conversation is I say, here, I'm going to read you directly from, from the flap. Okay. Please do. So the question from within is what's been weighing you down? A desire to lose weight is a sign that we want something to be different in our bodies, but even more so in our lives. 
If you've been on the weight loss train for years, you've probably noticed that despite losing weight in the past, you didn't end up feeling or looking the way you had hoped. It's only when you consider your body as a whole that you will finally feel that lightness you've been searching for on the scale. And so this is, this is what it's about. It's about emotional weight loss. It's about what is weighing you down. What are those uncomfortable conversations? What's going on in your career? What's going in relationships? And yeah, what's going on in your kitchen? That all of it needs to be looked at. And I feel like it's great that we are not putting as much emphasis on losing weight, but it's just because everyone's gone into the weight loss closet. And so, <laughs> because it's not cool to talk about it anymore. And so I wanted to create something that, that could help those people that felt that it came from this supportive place because a lot of people are uncomfortable in their pants and not because they need to buy bigger pants but because they're overeating and they want a way to stop the madness and they can't. And so if we were to create something that did feel supportive, that did feel from a loving place and look, maybe you lose some physical weight, maybe you don't, but you will absolutely feel completely different in your body and in those pants. If you're eating more mindfully, if you're enjoying your food, if you're more present, if some of these habits and these behaviors, like we said, like binging or eating our feelings start to just maybe they don't go away, but they just dial down a couple notches and it all starts to feel much more supportive and much calmer. And could this be um, a voice? Could this be a book that could help get you there? Because my goal at the end of the day is always to strengthen your intuitive voice for you. I am not your guru. I do not want to be your savior. I do not want to be the person that you're like, oh my God. And then I read this and it fixed everything. It's not about that at all. I trust that this will be one tool for you along the way. Guess what? I'm still alonging the way. <laughs> like there's still going to be more tools for me that I pick up. And in two years, I'll need something else and something else. But look what I was able to learn and incorporate for myself. And then of course, teach and put into this book for you. Mm, absolutely. It's a tricky conversation. Yes. <laughs> it is quite taboo these days. You are so right. And that's so true. I just visualize so many women in that weight loss closet because they don't want to admit it these days. It's kind of one of those things where you're afraid you're going to get a little side eye or a little judgment just because you want to release weight. Yeah. But really, so yeah, you're right. We might release ourselves from the physical weight when we begin practicing the mindful eating and just, you know, letting go of those habits. But also when we actually come face to face with what's really going on, we get to free ourselves from the emotional weight. And so maybe everybody needs to be on an emotional weight release journey instead of a physical weight loss journey. That, um, yeah, that's what I call it, the emotional weight. And then and then also too, like giving you full permission to like check what's going on with your hormones. What is going on with your digestive system? There's so many things at play here yeah. um, that need to be considered that I want to empower you to consider. Let it feel like, yes, like I'm empowered by this, not beaten down by it. Mm, yeah. Okay. So what are some initial steps then that we should take to begin releasing the emotional and physical weight in a healthy way? How do we find out about our hormones and yada, yada? Yeah. So for the technical parts and the tests, I would definitely say, you know, you might want to work with a naturopath or an East-West doctor or practice like um, Parsley Health that you can look at the whole picture. Um, I did mention before you could do a food mood journal or like work with a health coach to just even start there, even just chewing to start, to start there as well. Um, but also like, what's your gut telling you? A lot of the time we know something's up with something. 
and do the research around that. Like, let that be the thing that you trust and let it lead you and see where it leads you. That's when you end up in the conference or the retreat that you needed um, to say, you know, oh, this is where I'm going to start my path to, to healing this. So gut, what's your gut telling you? You know, where do you know? Is it sugar? Is it something feels off with your hormones? Is it something feels off with your digestion? Is it your sleep? Like where is your skin? You know, where we, we, we tend to, to, um, disempower ourselves a lot. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know. You probably do. And so you just need to follow the trail of breadcrumbs to start to get there. I love it. And now you're also talking about health coaches. So I know that many women and men and just a lot of the listeners are interested or they are a health coach or they're interested in being a health coach. I found it so rewarding and also freeing in so many ways to be a health coach when I was what is what does that even mean to be a health coach because that sounds so broad and then how does one go about this if they're interested because there's always somebody looking for one it's i think it's just such a smart thing to consider getting into yeah so by health coach i mean i got my certification to be a health coach um i went i personally went to the institute for integrative nutrition but there's a bunch of different um programs that you could go to and when i say like i'm certified is to help someone in their journey to becoming the healthiest that they can be And so my coaching practice is called Your Healthiest You. And I work mostly with clients in this group coaching program I run called the Rockstar Coaching Collective. And then I do some one-on-one in that Your Year program. And it really is for me what it's evolved into is a mix of health coaching, but mostly life coaching. And when I say life coaching, I don't love that term, but it's more just giving people permission to be who they are, shine in their own brightest way and build businesses um, that they love. And so, you know... I started with it from food because I didn't know what else it was going to, what else it was going to look like. And then in this training program, they taught me how to have my own business, how to run the sessions, what they could look like. And I didn't know what else to do. So I just did what they told me to. I'm like very good at following directions sometimes with stuff like that. So they're like, okay, you should give some workshops and have consultations. I was like, okay, on it. So that's what I did. So I just kept doing, you know, what they told me to, which eventually um, led me to just keep doing the next right thing. It's like, okay, well, what's exciting me? What's lighting me up? Um, what are what are my clients' stories? Who do I enjoy talking to the most? And just continuously leaning into that and leaning into that. And then eventually, like I said, over a decade now, I built um, this practice that includes these books as well. Um, you know, and yes, there's a lot of coaches in the world. And the one thing I want to tell for your health coaches is, you know, why me or why do we need more of these people? First of all, so many people need help in the world. Like so many people, so, so many. many people. One on one. Oh my God. We need so much support. And I want to just remind you that you think that there's a million health coaches or a million health practitioners, but it's because you're feeds are filtered for you. So you're seeing all these people on Instagram, you're seeing all these people on Facebook, but all the people that need you are not. They're maybe just following you, maybe one other person, maybe they're following a magazine. Like, so you can be that light for that person. And then I always say at the end of the day, like we're all still just talking about lemon water, but there's a way that I talk about lemon water that people would feel inspired by or empowered by or feel like, yes, I can do it. And there's somebody else that would talk about lemon water that that person might be like, no, that feels like, oh, I should, or I feel bad about myself when I don't do it. So like I'm sharing that to share that like everybody needs, we still need you. We still need you to talk about lemon water the way that you're going to, because there's going to be someone that takes it in, in the way that they don't take it in from me and that they can then go ahead and run with it. So you know, if this is something that you're passionate about, look into it, reach out to other health coaches and like, just start, 
you know, just start, put in the work. You know, I definitely put in a million bajillion hours on this, um, worked with so many clients and just, you know, keep going if this is what, what lights you up. Cause it is an amazing profession to be in now. And I do love being my own boss and knowing for people too, like that might not be the right route for you. You may want to work at a doctor's office or with a yoga studio or, yeah. you know, we give, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves for something to look a certain way. Like maybe you think, well, I'm, I'm not where Robin is, so I'll never be. It's like, no, no, no. no. Again, there's someone that you're going to talk about lemon water to that finally does it or does something, whatever it is the equivalent of that. They're not going to get from me. And maybe you're listening to this and like, I'm not your jam either. Like, that's cool. That's the whole point of all of us following our own personal passions and things that light us up. And then, yeah, of course, it's work at the end of the day, right? Like I said, I put in the work. I put in the time. Yes. Oh, all of that is gold. And that's why I'm, I emphasize too. It's just there's so many different people, yes, doing something that – brings them joy and it might be health coaching. It might be being a yoga teacher and there's so many yoga teachers, there's so many fitness trainers, but that doesn't mean that they resonate with everybody, but you do resonate with somebody and that somebody needs you. So I absolutely love that message. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, what's your rock star program like? Oh, so Rockstar. So Rockstar, it's very interesting. It was so intuitively guided. So I finished a program at the time. It was called Thin From Within. It was more around that emotion, that idea of emotional weight loss. And it was a mix of um, videos and live coaching. And that program ended. And the women were like, now what? And I was like, I know we're like, so not done. And I was just thinking about what would feel inspiring for me? What would feel easy? What would feel fun? And I was like, at the time too, well, let, let me think how it, so I needed somewhere where I had to show up every single week. So one of my weaknesses in my coaching practice over the years is I would get too much in my head or feel like I couldn't do it or my anxiety would start to rear its head and take me out. And I just felt like I was at a point in my work where I was finally ready to show up every single week without the drama, no matter what. And so I was like, huh, what if I created a program where I had to show up every single week and therefore it gave my clients permission to do exactly the same, that maybe they felt less than that week. Maybe they felt shitty because they didn't, um, you know, fill a program they launched in the world or they were, you know, came off of a weekend of eating at their in-laws and feel terrible about themselves, but they still had to show up to this call and be seen. And I was like, okay, if I'm creating something that I need to be seen every single week, well, I can't have a curriculum. It has to come from my intuition. I don't want to teach like, oh, well, you start here and you end there. And so I decided I created this program, which is now nine months and it's live every single week. And there's no curriculum. There's no agenda. There's barely any homework. And generally there's a theme, there's a teachable. I have a lot of amazing guest teachers. Um, you know, and I'm aware like it's a mix of business and health coaching, uh, but mostly it's giving people like permission to live their life from their yes, to keeping them in their yes, to keeping them in the stuff that lights them up and allowing, saying, go do that. Like put that out in the world and we're all cheering you on. And also in the moments when you're not feeling like that, when you're feeling less than sparkly, we can also say, we see you, we're here for you. And it's okay that you're showing up you know, feeling lower today. You're still loved. You're still seen. You're still important. You're still valid. Um, and so th that's the program. Basically it's nine months, like I said, live, um, video call every single week. And it also includes one retreat weekend as well. And right now, um, that program is completely full. We have about, um, 50 people 
in it. And it's been, it's, it's unbelievable. Like what ladies say, they're like, this community is like no other because I didn't do a big launch around it. I didn't say, well, what's the plan and who's my avatar and how do I want to get them in here? I just, it's just, I mean, which is great too, right? I did that in so many things and we'll still continue to do that for other things. But for this program, it was just this true sharing from the heart of like, this is how I want to serve. And this is what's good for me too. It's really good for me to, to need to show up every single week and not hide and not let the stories overwhelm me or flood me or keep me in the way of doing what I know I'm capable of doing, even on a week when I feel less than capable. And so we'll open that program's Thank you. That program's rolling. So I don't want to discourage anybody. We're going to open it up again in the fall. And then we always have a wait list and, um, you know, thinking of new ways to do Rockstar 2.0. But also, you know, another thing too, that I'm really mindful of coming back to that idea of space. Yes, I could create a mastermind version of it. I can do all those things, but it's like, do I need to? Do I want to? Could I be good where I'm at right now? Do I need to 10X? Like, making this in my salary. Yes, there's potential for more. And yes, I always want my systems ironed out and shaken up and cleaned up and all that stuff. But like, hmm, I feel really good and really happy with where things are at too. You know, like whatever your gut is telling you, whatever your intuition (laughs) is telling you. If your intuition is like, all right, it's time to 10X Robin, then you know it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in really in a season of enjoying um, what I've built and finally validating myself. Like Robin, you, you worked really hard for this. And I spent so many years and like, who me? I'm just this, but it's like, no, Robin, like you've been here a long time doing this and doing the work and showing up. And, um, just like, almost like I appreciate you saying that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I absolutely love that. And you have created so much magic in this world. So Thank you for all the people that you've helped out. Thank you. That means a lot. Feels good. (laughs) Are you ready for a random fire? Well, yeah, I call it random fire because it's never rapid anymore. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Good edit there. I like that. (laughs) It's so true. People just go on and on and I'm all about that. It's actually more entertaining that way. All right. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh my God. So nice. Someone that doesn't sleep. Yeah, night. But I fight it. (laughs) I would say like I love staying up late. Like if it was up to me, I'd go to bed at like 1 a.m. I mean, you are from New York. Yeah. Lurking around at night. I know. And bless my husband. He's a morning person. So like when she's knocking on the door at like 6 a.m., I'm like, hon. He's like, yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> it's all you. You get her at night. He gets uh, her in the morning. Yeah. What a great team. Um, what is your morning routine? Then? I mean, I have a child. So yep. <laughs> it's always kind of... <laughs> You know, I, what did I say? Okay. So the day, the mornings that I take her to school, it definitely is just like up. And I do, even though I can't journal in those, I mean, I could, but I'm not, I'm choosing to not wake up earlier than her. Cause also she doesn't wake up at the same time every day. So I'd have to get up at like five 30 to guarantee time mm-hmm. for myself. And I'm just not willing mm-hmm. to do that. But I always do take a minute to like take a few deep breaths, um, enjoy my morning. I still make my matcha. Like it's a lot of self-talk of like, it's okay if you get there 10 minutes later, Robin, if you want to make your rule of five plate for lunch, if you want to get your snacks together, like I just try and make sure that whatever I'm doing, I un, um, uh, disconnect from the busyness or the rushing or the twirling or, um, you know, my nanny has said a lot, like, um, oh, 
we have to go. Your mommy's rushing. I'm like, no, I'm not rushing. It's just time to go. Like I left all this time, <laughs> like just being very thoughtful in my, um, you know, how I'm treating time for myself and for my daughter. Like, I don't want her to think we're always rushing. It's like, no, it's just, but now is, now is the time, you know, we spend our time getting ready and now, now we need to go. So just being very as intentional as I can be when I'm with her. Um, Wednesdays, my husband takes her, uh, to school. So that's my like, Oh, yes. this is what life used to be like morning where I literally can meditate and journal and maybe read a little something. Um, so that's really nice. So that's kind of my routine is a mix of the two of those. And then weekend is just so much family. I'm one of those people that I definitely can have the space and time. If I wanted it, I could tell my husband like, Oh, I need to do this. But like, mostly we just want to be a love puddle together. Um, but I do have the balance of my husband meditates too. And so, you know, if she'll go down for her nap. One of us will typically say, let's meditate. Or I do make sure on the weekend, like, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to spinning tomorrow at five. Is that cool? And he's like, well, I'm going to go to yoga in the morning. I'm like, great. So kind of a mix of all those things. Like I said, feeling, feeling balanced, but also not feeling like here I am balancing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> every single day. Well, that's the thing also when you only get to relish in it, let's say you said Wednesday, then you like really soak it up because honestly, if you do it every single day, the beauty of it sometimes fades away because you don't recognize like how blessed you are in that moment to like really relish in it. And then when you really relish in it, it's more important to just have a really, really good morning routine on occasion than to do it every single day and just be like, meh. That was that. Yeah, I didn't get much from exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to feel in any way, shape or form exclusionary if, if you um, kids are not part of your story or your future story that I recognize that like it's not just roses like, oh, now I have time. Part of what was harder for me, I'd say in the first five years of my coaching practice was I did have time. And so my anxiety, I didn't have as many tools as I have now. So my anxiety um, did win over a lot of mornings and it would take me so much longer to like get my head in the game before I could even get to my laptop. So I just want to like recognize and honor like everybody, no matter where you're at in your life that mornings, um, you know, it doesn't mean it's perfect just because you have right. time or space. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mine isn't perfect every single morning indeed. And I do have the time and space. Uh, Rule of five plate. Okay. What is that? The rule of five plates, a template that I created in, um, thin from within that's very basic. And it's just, it's actually more so that we eat enough during mealtimes. So I was finding a lot of my clients, the community are, would diet through their meals and eat through their days. So that old dieting mentality of, Oh my, you know, I would just have, I'm just had a little salad with grilled chicken. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's lunch. Eat, like make sure you're covered so that you're then not having two bags of baked lays and like all these other snacky things in the rest of the day, which your digestive system doesn't actually love. Um, so eat your food when it's time to eat your food. So the template is basically greens and that can be raw or cooked depending how you, you know, digest, um, protein, healthy fat. So those are pretty basic. Um, but the next two are kind of the wild cards. So next up is a cooked vegetable. So I find that whenever I had roasted vegetables or steamed vegetables added to kind of my plate that it, the meal feels so much more satisfying, so much more grounding. It feels much more complete. And then, of course, the fifth one there is going to be a fermented food, which helps you digest the rest of your food better. It helps you it actually. So fermented foods, for all the reasons I said earlier, is great, but it also gets more out of what you're eating. So it's able to, you're able to extract more nutrients from the other foods on your plate when you eat a little bit of a ferment with them, too. Get your sauerkraut, people. <laughs> Yes. All right. Your top three favorite recipes right now. 
yeah. right now, oh, I never make recipes. <laughs> I'm just the like meal prep. All I do is meal prep and then throw it together. That's so, right. You're pro meal prep. Why are you pro meal prep? You have to. Like who is it's I always say like when I my early um when I had a, a baby early in the early days, like I didn't have time to make the food and eat the food. It was one or the other. And so if I find myself putting something together, it was like she needed something and I couldn't eat it. So if I had something ready to go, I could just assemble. And then I actually had a little bit of time to eat it. So that's why I'm like super meal prep person. I'm not a Sunday five hour kind of gal. I think those people are amazing, but I'm more like a one or two <laughs> things a day. So if you're making scrambled eggs for yourself or someone, you could boil a couple in the back. If you're making a tray of roasted vegetables, make two. Um, just kind of like how can you, you know, if you're, you know, making a stir fry, make an extra batch of quinoa and you can freeze it. So I keep it really like healthy, basic. And then I'm just constantly assembling and putting food together. So I don't know if that's recipes, but like, I don't know. The I mean, yeah, of, basic yeah. recipes. I'm honestly a lazy cook. I, I like to cook every single night, like something for myself, but it's super easy. Most of the ingredients are already pre-made that I got at mm-hmm. Whole Foods, but I still just like to assemble and put together and take that time. Like it takes a little bit for the water to boil, you know, and then you put the noodles in. It all takes a little bit of time, but at the same time, it's like the laziest cooking in the world. So with that being said though, do you have one favorite recipe of yours? Oh, one favorite recipe of mine. Um, one to three. One to three. Okay. So I would definitely say the warm cauliflower salad mm. from Thin From Within. So same kind of idea about having cooked greens being easier for your digestive system and warm vegetables. So it's basically like a spinach um chickpea and cauliflower salad. It's just really good. I also like that it's very packable. Um you know, you can, it's great for lunch. It's great for a snack. It's great for dinner. You can add to it. It's just a, it's just a yummy good one and like very bright with lots of lemon. Um, I also love the cheesy broccoli soup from thin from within. It uses nutritional yeast and coconut milk and it's just super yummy and satisfying. So like I'll have a mug of that, like a snack or part of a lunch or dinner. And it just feels really good. Um, also I love, I have a superwoman bread in thin from within which is basically like I was researching when my sister-in-law um, had a baby. I was, she was in the start of her breastfeeding journey and I was researching um, all the things that are good for nursing. And so I was like, I'm going to put these all in a recipe. <laughs> so I was like goji berry and oats and molasses and all that kind of stuff. So it's called Superwoman bread because I figured like if you need these foods to make milk for a child, it's probably good for you to just make for you. So that one's really good because it's also a no bake bread. Like there's no kneading. It's basically just put these in- ingredients in bowl, mix it and out comes like this beautiful, delicious smelling loaf of bread. And I really like it too, cause you can freeze it and then defrost a piece with like a big old slab of butter and sea salt. I'm going to look it up. I'm excited to look it up. Also, um, I think that's why I'll always go for a second, not always, but I often go for another plate of vegetables is because of nutritional yeast. It is so good. And I sprinkle it on and I'm like, I want more. What is it about that ingredient? I don't know. So good. So good. I don't know. What did I do before nutritionally? Like, like it's, I have no idea. Good Cheese. Cheese. (laughs) And I don't eat cheese, but I love nutritional yeast probably because I don't eat cheese anymore favorite place on mama earth oh wow huh uh-huh favorite place on mama earth probably vermont so my um family's had a ski house there my whole life Whoa. um 
Yeah. And so it's just always like, it's, it's Robin in the woods. Like I used to go down to the stream by myself and play in the dirt and do all this make believe stuff. Like I used to pretend that I lived in the woods and like, that was just all possible in Vermont. And I love the seasons. I loved even mud season and fall and winter. And, um, you know, my mom, after my dad passed away, sold our house on Long Island because she didn't need it anymore. It was, you know, this big family home. And so I always say like, that's kind of where my dad's spirit ended up. So I always just really feel him there and there's all our family photos. And then, um, my husband and I got married there. Um, so just something with the green and the air and it just feels like a big piece of who I am and my heart and soul. Vermont is beautiful and that's beautiful. I love that you feel that connection there, especially your dad. Yeah, that's profound. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys ended up getting a place there just for fun. We thought about, yeah, we have the family house that's still there, but um, we thought about, you know, just something for for ourselves one day. So we'll see. We travel so much. So um, we're like, because we're in LA part time and my husband works for himself also. So we, and I travel is like my biggest thing. So we, I I would hope we'd use it enough one day, maybe when there's like more kids and they're older and we can't move around quite as much. But even then I'm like, we're going to move around just as much. Just you see what I, the life I create when people are like, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, Oh, watch me. Yeah, right. Me too. (laughs) If anybody were to take away travel from me, I don't know what I would do. Like I live for it. Just you watch me. (laughs) If the universe gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. So I said free, by the way, not three. So F-R-E-E. I did think you said three. I was like, oh, okay. This every is specific. Time I felt it. <laughs> um, what would these billboards read? Same on every single one with that of them. Go with your gut. Yeah, of course. Go with your gut. That'll probably be the title of this podcast. Yay. How would how would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Go with your gut. (laughs) Amen to that. It's true. (laughs) But I, you know, I want to finish the thread of that, right? It's not just about like, oh, it feels nice when you get an intuitive hit. It's like the best decisions that you've made in your life are likely when you felt that internal voice, that spark from within. And then the universe just felt started to feel magic and all these little things fell into place. And what I want to share is that doesn't have to be reserved for these big ahas or these big career or life or relationship moments. Yes, they're part of that too. Like when I saw my husband, like I literally felt heat. I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like this is, I get it now. Um, but it's, it's can be in all the little everyday moments. And when you have more of those moments in your life, that's when you feel more lit up. That's when you feel more connected to yourself. That's when you're able to connect more with the people around you. That's when life starts to feel like more in this vibration of this feels really good. And that's what I want for you. That's why it's so important to go with your gut, to connect your intuition, to listen to your own incredibly powerful voice, because that's when your life starts to line up that way. And it starts to feel and look more the way that you hoped and dreamed it would in your soul. And more of those people walking around the planet, like, holy shit. Like imagine what that would look and feel like in every meeting you have and every interaction you have with the moms at school, with the, you know, girlfriends that you get a coffee with. It's like, imagine what all those moments would add up to if more of us lived from this place. And how aligned we would all feel and not so worried about and in fear what other people are 
doing or thinking of us because everybody's just living their truth from their own gut. And so there's really not going to be a lot of judgment. That is, that's where the world will mm. one day come to as we're, we're waking up, you know? Cool. <laughs> here, here for it. Yes. Here for it. <laughs> here for it, indeed. Um, where can everyone connect with you? So my website is my name. So robinucalis.com. And that's also my Instagram. So those are my two babies. So definitely have a lot of free goodies and downloads and great blog posts on my website. Um, it's R-O-B-Y-N and then Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S. Um, if that's too hard, then Thin From Within's the book and that's on Amazon and available everywhere. And you can get to my name and my Instagram from that. And please, I read and respond to every single DM and comment. So um, see, I make space. I make space for those conversations. So um, so uh, feel free to send me a message and let me know how this all resonated with you or if you had any cool go with your gut moments too. I love hearing from you guys. This is This is why I do what I do because it's fun to talk to all of you. That's absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, your name's in the title, so they can just look at the title as well. But cool. I'm also going to put the link to your Insta and everything in the show notes in your site. I love Thank that you, you respond to all the DMs. That is my goal. I'm getting there. For, for now, one day, <laughs> we'll see, you know, and then we'll reevaluate, right? See, this is just a constant check-ins. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Thank you so much, Robin. I honestly truly enjoyed this conversation and you have so much gold to share and a lot of people I'm sure are going to really resonate with your lemon water oh thank you <laughs> this was so great thank you for having me I really um, honor you and everything that you've done with this podcast it's just super awesome so everybody and thanks for listening and for being here dear yummy thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode shifted something within you or expanded you in some way. Those of you who are new and don't know, there is actually a Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. Shh. But it's amazing. It's filled with so many brilliant, like-minded individuals who are all into this too and love to support others along their spiritual journeys. The link for that will be in the show notes. And one big update for the Your Own Magic membership site. Well, Starting June 17th, the full moon in June, I'm making some simple changes to the Soul Tribe membership site. It's pretty simple. Those who pay the annual fee, which is $44.44 this year, so for 2019, I just felt like I wanted to make it a lifetime service for you. So you don't have to pay that every year, but instead you get it for life. And then those of you paying month to month will stay the same for you as your grandmother didn't. But for everyone else, starting June 17th, the full moon, I'm going to release a lifetime bundle only option for the 44.44. You purchase it once, you should just get it for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> Why not? And it's about to have so many new features and will still be updated monthly with meditations and journalings and spiritual tools and some video too. For me to help you become more in tune and connect more deeply with your soul and divine guidance through your own work at home. And most tell me that they use it for their morning routine to kickstart their day in spirit and in a soulful way and helps them feel like their vibrations are high up there and they feel the shift within. I wanted to give you a heads up well before June 17th is here. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.